Hallelujah. Thank you, Pastor Paul. First of all, I want to give thanks to Almighty God for this wonderful night, wonderful day. And also, again, thank you, Pastor Gary, Pastor Nancy, Pastor Paul, and Pastor Shirley. Reason why I say Pastor Paul and Pastor Shirley, they were our uh, marriage counselor. Sha! And I'm so, I'm so honored with that. And also, uh, it's an honor. It's an honor. Isaiah 61. Come on now. Hang with me. 61, James. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Now, he had called me. No man to preach the good news. The good news to his people. You know, some brothers and sisters in the body of Christ really, really don't know what's available and who they are. And if we just turn to the book of Genesis, the very first one, yeah. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the earth, was upon the face of the, of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the water. Then God said, let it be, and boom, it was. That's how God, when he speaks, it happens. And, and in, in uh, verse 4, God said, let it be light. Let it be light. And it was. And God divided it light from darkness. And God called the day, that, that he called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And all down through the scriptures, right down to 10, and he called the dry land, and everything that God spoke came, the past. And then if you just turn over to me with, in Genesis 26, then he said, let us make men in our image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish, over the sea, over the birds, and over the ear, and the cattle, and all the earth. And every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. Now check it out now. Every creeping thing. We have what we call uh, COVID-19 that's creeping on the earth. And in the beginning, what did God give us? Authority. Dominion over it. And man telling us, God said this earth belongs to him. And we are his children. We are the little gods. We've been taught that. It's one thing about New Covenant ministry. You do get teached when you come here. I mean, I mean, you do get, if you don't bring your Bible, well, we'll have it up on the board for you. It's available. So, if God gave us all that, I don't see what our problem is. We might have to go back and 
accept Jesus as our personal Savior. Because if he loaded you down with everything, and then you've got something that creeps through the ear and grab a hold of you, and I mean, you're supposed to have the Holy Spirit and the power of God living inside of you. And if something get on you, come on now. Hey, it can come, but it shouldn't stay. It should not stay. I mean, if you are born again, filled with the Holy Ghost, going to a church that preached the good news and can't come to church, it's a problem. It is a problem. So what you have to do, I mean, you know, God said that he would open up the windows of heaven and pour. We would never to contain it. But first of all, just like a parent, now you want the best of your children, you want to give them what you can. But if they ain't lining up with you, you tell them to do something, they ain't going to do it. And they come back with you 10, 15 minutes later, well, mom, dad, can I build a car? Can I, you know, uh, can you take me here? Well, I just asked you to do something. Did you do it? No, I'll do it later. Well, I'll take you later. You know, you know, we got to, we got to, we got to get it right. I mean, when I accepted my heavenly Father, I'm telling you, it was. I mean, I thought, I thought that it was together. I mean, I was going to church, going to prayer, working, and then one night, uh, my son said, "Dad," he said, "Uh." I'm going to church with uh, Reverend Donald Hagen. You want to come? I said, no. We're going to New Covenant in Burnside. I said, go ahead. Roger, come back, man. Reverend Donald Hagen came in the house. He said, Dad, tell me something. I said, what, Rod? He said, you get filled with the Holy Ghost? I said, oh, yeah. He said, when? Couldn't answer him. Couldn't answer. So I said, no, I've I never been filled with the Holy Ghost. Well, he said, you know, it's only easy. I said, well, how easy? He said, sit on the chair. I sat on the chair. He said, ask Jesus to come in your heart. Fill you with the Holy Spirit. Just like that. Just like that. I said, praise you, Lord. And then he said, Dad, don't you know I got my healing tonight? Karaja had a bad back. And that's when you fold was uh, not where one where you left where we left from, but they were at the the first place. And I tell you, when I got filled with the Holy Ghost, <laughs> I mean, not only the dog left home, everybody left home <laughs> because the wife didn't. She really didn't know the new serum. And I mean, I tell you. It was new. It was sometime new to me. But thank God. Thank God. I dug in the Word, got deeper and deeper, and pulled it together. My God is good. All the time. And I thank, I thank again for many people that helped me in this journey. Because you know what, we can't do it ourselves. We need, we need all, all the body of Christ. You know, we need, we need to come together. 
And here is Mr. Man trying to depart us. And the power, God said when two come together, the, the agreement, you can move anything. It shouldn't be a problem in a home. It shouldn't be, a problem will come. But if you base it out and pull this out at the table, and say, listen, let's get this. Let's, I don't want to miss my blessings. Let's get this thing together because Jesus is coming back. And I want to be, I want to be there. If I, I want to be on the door. My job, I'll be on the door, Lord. But if I'm not lined up with his word, and Pastor Paul or Brother Rick can't tell me something, and I can't take it and, and, and apply it. And if I don't apply it, it's not hurt me. It's hurting the one who gave it to me. Because they promised to be a child of the king. And you're going to give me something? They're going to hurt me? Father said, don't put no stumbling block in my children's way. Don't you do it. So we can get through this. And I mean, and I mean, God said he'll open up the windows of blessing and pour you out that you won't ever to contain. That happened to me. And I'm not telling you, I'm not up here to boost myself. But when I started coming to church, I had one suit. One suit. And the color was green. <laughs> and you know what green stands for? Money, money, money coming to me now. And now... Today, I mean, the Lord can't even put her clothes in the, in, the, in the closet. She had to have her own closet. I got suits. I've been giving away suits. And then, and then, now he said, I'll pour you a blessing. And the Lord, no, you know, back in the day, even before I came to the Lord, I loved cars. But I couldn't keep none. Because of my habit I had, drinking, had nice curves, but get a few drinks into me, man caught me. So he took it away from me. I said, okay. I took it for a while. Then after getting born again and going to egg, getting all that nice, wonderful help and all that loving, and I mean, I mean loving, lay, look, whatever happened to you, lay it out on the table, leave it here. And when you walk out of that, I used to call my mother up and say, Mom, you know what? These mean there's something wrong with them. She said, What do you mean, sir? I said, when I walk over there, it's just like I'm on here. But I didn't know I was unloading the junk that I had in me. Unloading it. And then after a while, <laughs> the third step says, commit, uh, uh, um, turn your will and care over to the God as you understood him. And man, that light came on. He said, you call us, I love you, but I got to find a church. Went back to church, found the God who loves me more than enough. Then I remember the, the judge. I mean, this is a testimony in preaching. I don't know. But anyway, but uh, I remember going back to the judge, and I said, I said, I said, you know, I said, I'm applying for my license again. He said, he said again, he said, you can never get a license no more. He said, tell me why. Why? Why should I grant you a license? Well, I said, Your Honor, this is the same body that was in front of you five years ago, but it's a different spirit inside. I said, I've been born again, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost, and here's my medallion for going to AA. 
<laughs> Mr. Sparks said, I cannot, I cannot withhold your license from you. I said, thank you, Lord. That was in 95. And in 94, I brought my first brand new car out of the showroom. No one drove it but Dolores, because I had no license. But I had faith I was going to get them. And now here's the day when, when God said, I open up the windows and pour your little blessings. I'll give you the things of your heart desire. I like cars. Got five of them home. Five. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. That's the God I serve. Yeah. Me and my son was talking today, and he said, yeah, Dad, you got cars, but he said, them are old. He don't know the value. I took one of them down. I took one of them down uh, um, Lawrencetown a couple weeks ago. And the guy pulled the book out. Said, got something there. What, what, what are we talking about? The praise at 18 grand. I had that 25 years. When I, when I brought that, I, I paid two grand for it. I might have spent five on it. Ain't bragging, but I'm showing what God can do. I mean, I was nothing but a, but he raised me up. I remember my mom and dad, great parents. I look back now, great parents. My dad was sick. I came home from Toronto to visit him. He was in intensive care. He pulled off his mask. He said, sir, what are you doing home? I said, dad, I heard you had a heart attack. I'm the busiest. He said, go back and look after your family. He said, if you had what I had, you'd be dangerous. I walked out of that ICU and I cried. So what has he got? I ain't got. He's in bed sick. I'm walking around. Got a job in Toronto. So I go back. Two or three days he passed. But later on, I found out that he was an usher in the church. And he got away. And he went back to church that Sunday. He ushered one service, and the next, the, the uh, 7 o'clock service, he could not make it. Took sick. My brother took him to the hospital, and I believe, I believe, now this is only my belief, he tried to make a comeback to God. And if they would have had an altar call that morning, anybody who want to repent, get close to God, come back, <clears throat> I'm pretty sure my father, would have been the one. But I believe that, just like when I, when I, when I uh, accepted the Lord, I remember being, being an usher and, you know, didn't know what I know now. But uh, going to church, doing, still, still, still having to drink now and then, and going to church, I remember getting up that Sunday morning, putting my tie on, and boom! God said, what are you going to do? Are you going to serve me or serve man? I said, Father, okay. No problem with me. I put on my tie a little tighter, and I went to church. I was proud as anything. And I'll tell you, then later on, I said, this is not, this is not the place. But anyway, I went to the pastor. I went in his study, and I said, Pastor, I said, uh, I'd like to know if I can speak to you in the congregation after service. He said, sure, sir. So after service, he uh, said, uh, congregation, he said, don't leave right now. He said, Brother Searle, uh, wants to talk to us. He said, I don't know what he's going to talk about, but he wants to speak to us. So I went up. I said, uh, thank you, Pastor. I said, uh, 
I just come to tell you, God has called me to preach the good news. And I was born and raised here, and I want to know, can I work in this church, be what God has? Just like we are now, no one said no. I waited for a while. Walked down and said, Pastor, congregation, thank you. Got outside, going to the car. My car was rounding with me. They said, you're going in the ministry? I said, wait a minute. You fall just inside. I asked a question. No one said anything. Now you want to talk to me? I said, come on, don't work that way. We're supposed to be all one family. I said, I love you all, but I got to go. And I went to church, to church, to church, to church. I was going to give up. My buddy Scotty passed away. And I went to his way. And I mean, it was wall to wall. Couldn't get a seat. I stood back by the door. I'm all right. <laughs> That's that anointing, boy. <laughs> it's that power of God, boy. Shucks. And I stood back by the door, and God said, no, Sister Sarah got up, and she said, uh, anybody wants to speak on Scotty's behalf, the pulpit's open. Small voice. Here's your chance. You've got them all ready. Boy, come up there bold as a lion. I told them, you don't have to cry over Scotty. James, you remember? <laughs> I said, Scotty made his peace. It's just that his work got ahead of him, and the devil likes when you're doing too much work. He got you. A little by little. You don't keep in the word. You don't keep going to church. You don't keep praying. You don't keep fellowshipping. I remember working for Scotty. I said, Scotty, man, you got, you got prayer tonight. No, man, I'm, we got to get this job done. I said, okay. And I'm there singing and praising the Lord going on. And uh, Oh, going back to the going, story. So anyway, I was up there telling them about Scotty, and I said, you know, anybody that's under my voice tonight that didn't accept Jesus as the Savior, I said, don't walk out of here tonight. I said, invite him. And I said, if anybody that's not walking right with God, you know, it's time to get, get it together. And I said, you don't have to cry over Scotty. Scotty is gone to be with the Lord. He, I mean, I mean we, we hung together. We drank together. And I come home one night. I said, Scotty. Scotty says, sir, I don't want to hear you no more. I said, just take this tape and listen at it. Just listen. And the next morning, come on, on the doorstep. Sir, sir. What's wrong with him now? I said, what you want, Scott? I accepted Jesus last night. I said, hallelujah. That's my man, boy. And then when I uh, went out and come around and stood, I mean, I couldn't even, I didn't even know where I was standing at. I was standing there, and this gentleman comes to me and says, excuse me, but who are you? I said, I'm Cyril Spark. said, what church you go to? I said, I'm still looking for one. I said, they think I'm crazy. He said, well, I don't. I said, who are you? He said, I was his pastor. No. You know how many times Scotty told me to come to New Covenant? And here I was driving to Halifax every Sunday. Pastor Gary invited me. He said, I'm going to give you an invitation to come to New Covenant. Man, I got out of that funeral home as quick as I could. 
And I was, I was living over in Cherry Brook. I jumped in my car. I prayed. I said, Lord, thank you. Thank you. Somebody knows me. And an invitation to go to a church. And I know, I knew of this man. And not only that, when I was telling somebody about Pastor Gary, Pastor Gary was wrapped around a lot of blacks. He hung downtown with the Cane Boys. He hung over there with the Sparks, who I used to drink at. So he was in the family. But God took him, made a man out of him to help a young man like me. I left Cherry Brook at the age of 16. And my dad gave me an opportunity. He said, either you go to school or you leave here. And I was working for the government. I said, Dad, I got a good job. Dad said, yeah, but sir, you're only 16. You should go back to school. Man, I had my job. I said, Dad, see ya. Did the wrong thing. I left Cherry Brook. I stayed in Dartmouth, stayed in Halifax, met my darling wife, Dolores. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> we moved to Toronto, stayed there for a while, and uh, here I am, 20, 25 years later, back in about the same area where I started. You meet God where you are, you do not have to move. My God, Philippines 14, Three, four, three, Philippine three, three, uh, four, Philippine four, no, 19. I'll supply all your needs. I mean, you know how many times we pick up and we go here, we say we want a job, we're going to go here, go there. God said, I'll meet you where you're at. Drop your bucket. Come unto me, all your labors, and I will give you rest. I'll give you an eight-hour day of job, and you won't have to sweat it. You come under God, under God's mercy, under his power, under his. He got you. Psalm 91. Hey, hey, hey. Psalm 91. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of who? Almighty God. Hallelujah. And 15. And you shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble, and I will deliver him and order him with long life. Long life is going to satisfy you. Come on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Pastor Paul, how am I doing? I'm good. Okay, okay, okay. You can, title, you can title this one, uh, it's time, okay, Affy, it's time to tell the world about Jesus. It's about time. People, they're hurting, afraid to go to church. I mean, church is the ground, the solid ground that we can stand on. Come and praise the Lord. Shake off the sin of the world and get jacked up and go out there, devil, I'm ready. What you going to do now? <laughs> Give me your best shot. 
If God is for me, who can be against me? He's the, he's the father of heaven, hell, and earth beneath. And praise the Lord. Hallelujah. All right, um, go to Matthew 10. Yeah, 1032. Hey. Thank you, Reverend Ann. Hey. <laughs> Praise the Lord. It is good to be serving God. I remember I had an opportunity to go to Toronto and uh, preach for Reverend Nolan Downey. And I went up there, me and my wife, and uh, I remember leaving New Covenant, pastor prayed over me. And uh, when I went up there, oh, the, the five speakers, I had to be the last one to put the icing on the cake. And also there in the, in the uh, service, there was a lady who used to be my babysitter. And I spotted her. And I called her up. I said, Beatrice, come here. Cyril, I said, all I want to do is thank you. I said, you are one reason why I'm here. Because you were my babysitter. But I just want to pray for you. So I just give a small prayer. Two weeks later, pastor calls me. He said, I was just coming from a wedding. I said, okay. He said, I happen to be sitting at the same table your babysitter, Beatrice, and her husband. And she said, Pastor, no, Riven 90, she said, you know, maybe since Cyril prayed for me, she said, I have never been the same. She said, it's so much joy. Pastor said, that's what he prayed for. That's what God wants you to have. And the pastor, that, that, and the doctor that he's, he's under called me aside before well, I was packing up the van, called me aside. His name is Dr. Lee. Dr. Lee, I hope you're watching tonight. If not, you can watch later. Huh? He come to me. He said, Brother Sir. I said, Yes, doctor. He said, Would you think about moving back to Toronto again? I said, Sure, I'll think about it. I said, I'll check with the wife. Hey, I said, God wants me to go. I said, I'll, No problem. He said, We'll get a place for you. We'll look after you. I said, okay. Coming down the road, I was asleep, and I was just over there praying. The Holy Ghost. I said, Lord, I said, I really don't want to go to Toronto. But if it's your will, I'll do it. But when she woke up, I said, uh, what do you think? You think we should move back? She said, you know what? And I know, you know, she got grandchildren there. We got a daughter there. My sister's there. My brother's there. And uh, she said, you know, I don't think we should. I said, thank you, Lord. Mine. That was a relief. That was a relief. And uh, I'm not. Uh, and then I went, oh, yeah, went down to Digby. Pastor, pastor got me hooked up down to Digby, went down to Digby and preached for Roy. Pastor Roy, how are you? Praise the Lord. Looking to come back, Pastor. And, uh, oh, yeah, we went to, uh, we were going to uh, Matthew 10, 32. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Matthew 10, 32. Therefore, and I was told by my pastor and Pastor Paul and also Brother George Moss, when you see what therefore is, see what it's there for. All right? Therefore, whosoever confess me before men, him I will also confess before my Father who is in heaven. But whosoever deny me before men, him I will also deny before my Father who is in heaven. It says, 34, do not think that I came to bring peace on earth. I did not come to bring peace but a sword. Now, the sword is the word. The word of God. Back in the day, your parents would say, you did something wrong, I'm going to beat you. I'm going to put a licking on you. But God said, hey, we do wrong. The sword. The sword. It said, for I come to set a man against his father, a daughter against her, her mother, and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. And I believe, this is my belief now, you can straighten me out, but if a, if a father is born again, filled with the Holy Ghost, and he is called to raise up his children, and that child is going to have a different a different say than the father, because the father's getting from the word. I remember, Roger, got to use you again. Hang in there, brother, son. I remember when Roger was in Toronto, and uh, I, I prayed that night on my way home, and I said, dear Lord, I said, you know where, them, where my family is. I said, I don't know where they are, but i like to hear from them. And I put that key in that door, and no sooner I put the key in the door, at that time I had a phone, you know, it was, it was lit up and tell you who's calling. And I was living by myself, and I'm telling you, man, I was moving up in the world then. One thing I always did was always work. God always supply. I mean, work was no problem with me. I thank him for that. So I looked on the phone and said, long distance. So I picked up the phone. I said, hello? It's Earl there. I said, speaking. Dad, is this you? I said, Roger. He said, Dad, it don't sound like you. I said, Roger, it's me. He said, Dad, I heard you got a new life. I said, yes, Roger. He said, I want to know. Can I come home and live with you? I said, you want to leave Toronto, your mother and your brother, and come live with me? Yeah. Well, I said, first of all, I got to talk to your mother. Got to see if and get the money. He said, Dad. He said, no. He said, I got the money. He said, the money that you were giving me. He said, I got it. Still got it. I said, okay. I said, um, another thing. I said, you know, I don't live the life I used to live. And I said, for order for me and you to live in this house together, you would have to accept Jesus as your Savior. He said, Dad, you tell me what to do, and I will do it. Roger didn't miss the beat. Roger never missed the beat. Roger stayed home until the night before he got married. He came home. He went to Bible school. No, first he got accepted the Lord. I remember when the, uh, I called the deacons, and they went to visit him. One day, Roger called me and said, Dad, Dad. I said, what's wrong, Roger? So I always told him to call me, you know, if you need anything. I was at work. He said, Dad, I'm sitting there praying on the coach, and the demons are just coming out of me. Coming out of me. I said, praise the Lord. That's the way to do it. 
And I remember my, my father said, go back and look after your family. Them are the words he gave me. And the devil tried everything. But he never succeeded. Cyril knows the word. I know what my father said. He said, Cyril, if you will be obedient. I mean, I'm Mr. Merck. But I got to know how to say, forgive me, I'm sorry. I've I done you wrong. And boy, he cleans my record. I'm back. I'm, I'm back in the sack again. And uh, yeah, I'm telling you, I, I, uh, then the Lord came back home. He accepted the Lord. Vicky was already saved. She was in Toronto. Then Michael. He got saved. Thank God. My whole household. Whole household. If I go home to heaven right now, I'll be at the door waiting for him. <laughs> I mean, I mean, for what? For what the devil had planned, it didn't work. I remember my mother laying on her deathbed, said, Cyril, here I am ready to die, and you just come into life. But don't you ever go back. Don't you ever turn back. And with them two things from my mom and dad, hey, and my heavenly father, Boy, I'm telling you, I'm, 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 I'm on it. I'm on, and, 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 and the pastor that I'm under, and the praise and worship here, I mean, we're at home. We are at home. If you can get any more than that, it's at home. I mean, to come here, I mean, how free you can be. Dance, run around, follow the spirit. Oh, my God. How many churches can you do that in? <laughs> Praise the Lord. We got a good pastor. And also, I thank my friend, Pastor Morton, and his wife for coming tonight. I called them up, told them I was preaching. Sir, I'll be there. He was my babysitter one time, too. He was my babysitter one time, too. Yeah. The devil had a plan, but God's plan is better. Better, better. Okay, we were, we were. Ah, I'm going to, I'm going to. Right, right, right. Okay. Matthew uh, 35, I left off in. Gee, the wind, the uh, fan, okay. 35, 35, 35, all right. Yeah, yeah. For I come not to set right, okay. And it says, oh, my, 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 my. And a man's enemy will be of those of his own household. But you know, God took care of that. Jesus took care of that at the cross. But, uh, and if we just slip right back to... Uh, Seven, seven twenty-one. Check this out. Not everyone who say to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, 
but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name and cast out demons in your name and done wonderful in your name? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. You don't want to get caught up there. No. That's why, you know, every day that you wake up, it gives you a brand new start. No matter what you've done, no matter where you were, just fall on your knees and say, Lord. I mean, because he know what you've done. He know it all. But he just wants you to confess with the mouth and wipe it clean. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Oh. Father, forgive me. I, uh, I didn't even pray. But I started. Dear Lord, Heavenly Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus, giving you thanks and glory, Father, for another wonderful day. Thank you, Father, for anointing me from the top of my head to the soles of my feet. Thank you, dear Lord, that, <clears throat> that you've done everything. You sent your only begotten son that lived as a man to show me, show us the way that we can live and live abundantly, that things will come upon us, but it will not overtake us. Let us tonight stand strong. Stand on the solid ground that the Father gave us. Oh, Father, I thank you, dear Lord. I thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Oh, hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. We hope this message has encouraged you in your relationship with the Lord. For more information and ministry resources, we invite you to visit our website at www.newcovenantchurch.ca. We look forward to you joining us next time as we continue to live victoriously.